friends of Coney Island and beyond, welcome to Finding Dick. A show celebrating being single, documenting the highs and the lows, the trials and the tribulations, the quest to finding one's other hole, or holes, if you know what I mean. <sighs> Friends, how are we doing? Uh, do you know what? I'm not going to make any jokes about the quarantine. Like, yeah, this is daily. No, we're not doing that because we have more pressing matters today. We have a very elite guest that we are blessed to have been graced with their presence. They bestowed many, many gems on us. And I'm just purely excited about that. We've got a streak going on. They were from across the pond. America. We had a really, really amazing conversation where we talked all things from self-awareness, different philosophies, and getting your ass eaten from the back. <laughs> Again, this is another streak. I seem to always be talking about um, bum play. But anyway, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. But before we get into it, here come the plugs. Add us on Instagram at Finding Dick and my personal Instagram at Daisy Chaku. And while you're at it, at Transmission Roundhouse at Transmission underscore RH. Yeah, that's it. Let me not waste any time. So let's get straight into the D discussion. Hey, we are recording. Amazing. So, Bobo, aka your favorite African auntie. Yes. Hey, I'm your favorite African auntie. <laughs> Welcome to Finding D. Thank you for being Thank here. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm so gassed. I'm so hyped. So, tell the people if they don't already know, if they've been living mm. on a planet, on a different planet. Tell the people who you are and where they might have seen you, aka <clears throat> the grapevine. Yeah, so hi, I am your favorite African auntie. I'm usually on the internet just like yelling into the void. Mm-hmm. So um, we're here. thank you for listening to my ramblings into the void. So yeah, you probably, if you know me, you probably know me from Instagram or YouTube or the grapevine, which is a show that I used to be on. Um. And, or you know me from my podcast, I'm the co-host of the Bobo and Flex show, which is like a a lifestyle, sex, relationship, philosophy, all types of topics, podcasts. Um, yeah. Uh, thank you for being here, but I'm going to have to ask you a mandatory question. I always ask yeah. guests when they get on, when they, when they're on the show. Are you currently finding dick, a.k.a. are you single? I am not single, so I have a boyfriend, gang gang. Gang gang. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, because of corona and quarantining, I literally haven't seen him in like two months. Oh, damn. So yeah, so there's been no dick in my life. It's just been me and my hands and my vibrator, (laughs) which is wild, but you know... I think when we do see each other, it's going to be so explosive. Like, I'm just going to sit on his face. It's going to be incredible. I cannot wait. I've been thinking a lot about, not me personally, but people's, the people's first nut after. And it's it's going to be quick, though. Let's be real. It's going to be quick. Oh, yeah. But it's going to be explosive. Like, it's going to 
I feel like as soon as quarantine ends, we're going to have so many new babies and so many new divorces. Like, those are going to be the two new things. And another thing, there's going to be um, increased SDIs. Oh, fully, fully. Yeah, even yeah. maybe some new ones will just pop up magically. Yeah, I know. I love the simulation. Just new STIs, <laughs> new viruses. <laughs> However, yeah. I got you on here to talk about self-awareness the importance oh, of self-awareness and i also yeah. kind of want like secretly i was like so bobo is going to come on the podcast let me get her to secretly drag me because like personally drag me <laughs> i would love to I'm yes because just... i listen when i listen to your podcast or even like when i watch, uh, watch your ig stories i'm like yeah dragged edges matched <laughs> all over so let me just use this moment to have a personalized version of that yeah of course yeah. so I thought we would talk about self-awareness so I thought before we even do that I will define what self-awareness yeah. is for people who may not mm. know so the Oxford okay. Dictionary says yeah. self-awareness is a conscious knowledge of one's own character and feelings another mm. website says Self-awareness is having a clear perception of your personality, including strengths, weaknesses, thoughts, beliefs, motivations, and emotions. Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, I would. Generally, I'm not a fan of dictionary definitions, Mm -hmm. only because, you know, the dictionary is just written by old white men. Um, So I prefer to come up with my own definitions for terms. But yeah, for the most part, I agree with that. I would just say that, like, I just think that the dictionary frames the definition of self-awareness as a destination Mm -hmm. as opposed to an ongoing journey. So that's really the only change I would make to that definition. So it's a journey as opposed to reaching it. Yeah. You never reach self-awareness because you yourself never reach any destination you're always evolving and growing <laughs> you know like you're always changing there's nowhere to reach there's nowhere to go so so it's a constant just ongoing you're in you're in motion just every day just being yeah. aware and, of yourself yeah every day being yourself. aware of yourself yeah and the ways in which you're constantly changing so self-awareness is being aware of yourself but also being aware of the ways in which you are always changing Mm. okay it's how i would define it I yeah hear that. i hear that let's just yeah. i'm just gonna contact tweet oxford dictionary real quick and just <laughs> <give that. laughs> I'm let them know change your definition exactly yeah. exactly so i thought we could play a real quick game called self-aware or not so i'm mm. going to give you three different um situations dilemmas or whatever and okay. you tell me if they're self-aware you think they're self-aware or not okay. or if they sound if I think the person is self-aware yeah okay yeah amazing so number one is i've been with my boyfriend for three years i can't wait to live my life with him and have babies he says he doesn't want kids but it's cool self-aware or not what is the dilemma though oh it, the dilemma is she wants kids but her boyfriend doesn't? well okay maybe not it's not a dilemma it's just a, a situation uh, okay yeah so do you think in this okay. circumstance this person is self-aware or not wait can you read the the, the, the situation one more time okay so <laughs> i've been with my boyfriend for three years 
mm-hmm. I can't wait to live my life with him and have babies. He says he doesn't want kids, but it's cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna say we're on the edge of not self aware. This sounds like there's a level of denial there. Mm-hmm. Um, she says she wants babies. She says her boyfriend doesn't want babies, but it's cool. I don't think it is cool because like like that's just a fundamental that's just a fundamental incompatibility that you yeah. can't ignore. You know what I mean? So can yeah, you, I'm gonna say um maybe not too self aware. Can you be spanner in the works? Can you be in denial but still self aware? Um oh that's such a good question. Can you be in denial but still self aware? I think you can. I think that's what repression is. I think when you know that something doesn't serve you, but you ignore it and you you're in denial of the fact that you're ignoring it and so you therefore repress it. I think that's what's happening there. Yeah. Where she knows that like, oh, we're fundamentally incompatible, but I'm going to ignore that because the fear of being single trumps my fear of, no, the fear of being single trumps my desire to have kids. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. What are your thoughts on that one? I think that it's cool. Like everything was like, okay, cool, cool. But when she said, he says he doesn't want kids, but it's cool. I think that this person is in denial and I, I'm not yeah. sure how, yeah, I, don't, I don't know if they're self-aware. I mean, they probably could mm. be, but definitely in denial because it's not cool. So don't say it's, it's cool. not cool. Yeah. 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 So there's something there. Yeah. So number two, I've only been with men, but I think I might be bi. I'm open to exploring, but when the time is right, self-aware or not? I think that's self-aware. I think there's an an acknowledgement that she's not straight. She's not fully aware of like where she is on the spectrum. I also don't think she needs to be because like it's fine. It's just sexuality. It's fluid. It's okay. Mm And yeah, she's open to exploring. Yeah, I think that's really healthy. What do you think? Self-aware. I yeah, think. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because there doesn't seem to be any like incongruence here. Like she's very aware she's only right. been with men. And then she says, I might be bi. And she's open to exploring it when the time is right. So it mm-hmm. seems like she's doing things on her time. Yeah, seems self-aware. Yeah. Well, well, okay. I, I see a little flicker in your eye. What are you thinking? No, no, I like that. I do think, I think when it comes to sexuality, there's an unnecessary pressure that people feel to like figure out their sexuality. But I think sexuality, like all parts of our identity are fluid. Like you can be bi today and next year you'll be pan and next year, you know, like it's something that is always changing because mm-hmm. you are always changing so you never have to feel pressure to be in a box yeah um, yeah yeah i agree not a lot yeah. of people would agree with that though really yeah because Why even then because people like boxes people like um that's true yeah yeah so for you even the notion of like someone being bi is like for a lot of people like whoa and then but for you to now <laughs> no. be like add a whole something and say like one minute you can be bi one minute you can be pan yeah that's a lot for some people honestly I think like we really need to get to a stage in life where we can accept that identity isn't real and because it's not real like it's always changing <laughs> 
like that's gonna blow like, people's minds right now <laughs> you know what i mean like nothing about identity politics is real these are all just terms that have been made up by old white men to try and make sense of the world but they're not objectively real let me give you the last one so it says here yeah i love men i love being with men but i hate men are they self-aware or not <laughs> I think that's self-aware, and I think that <laughs> I think that most people like we just acknowledge that men are trash, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I am attracted to men, and yes, that is unfortunate, but it's also who I am. Like it is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, what can we do? <laughs> what can, I, I I thought that this person I love men, I love being with men, but I hate men. I, that's the the highest form of self-awareness. Like you just see it for what yeah. it is. You understand, like, the duality of man. You love men, you hate men, and two things can be true at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> it is what it is. Wait, okay, again, I'm going to go off track real quick. What Do you, do you yeah. believe that men are trash? Do you believe in that sentiment? Uh, not objectively, but men are trash because the patriarchy is trash and masculinity is a product of the patriarchy. So, like, if men were to rid themselves of the idea of what it is to be a man, then mm-hmm. they wouldn't be trash. But men are born into a world where they're conditioned to be to buy into patriarchal ideas about mm-hmm. masculinity. Mm-hmm. And by virtue of that, that makes them trash. Because as soon as you buy into patriarchal ideas about what it means to be a man, you benefit from the oppression of women. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you are trash. But it's not personal, though. Like, you don't make yourself trash. Yeah. You just are, unfortunately... A man. A product of toxic masculinity. Yeah. Do you think men are trash? Like, how do you feel? Um, I think men are trash, yes. Mm. But it's kind of... Just kind of, yeah, echoing what you said. Like, you're not born trash. Just like, no one is born anything. Yeah. It's kind of just something... It's a product that, of your environment. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, everything that you said, you're not... A, you're not fundamentally intrinsically a trash person it's yeah, just unfortunate right, yeah. that the, it is the way that it is and <laughs> right. you're trash <laughs> and you, yeah you know what I, mean? I think the, the best way the best type of man is the man who acknowledges that he's trash you oh that's just I mean? sexy yeah like to be a man and to with your full chest acknowledge that i am trash and to trash i shall return like <laughs> That is it. So, I have a question. Um, yeah. How has your journey of self-awareness and self-development, all these things, learning about philosophy, benefited you up to this point? Mm. That's interesting. I actually don't think it's benefited me that much. I just think it's made. I think it's made my mind a more interesting place to be. I think the paradox of self-development is that the more you develop as a person, the more you actually isolate yourself from the rest of humanity because most people aren't developing themselves. The more aware you become of yourself and the world around you, the more of a distance you create from everyone else because most people aren't aware of themselves and the world around them. Mm-hmm. So just by virtue of developing yourself and becoming more self-aware, you tend to just isolate yourself from everyone else. Um, so in that way, it can be very alienating. Mm-hmm. 
and lonely, but it does make existing in your own mind a more interesting place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does make you more empathetic and compassionate and understanding and forgiving mm-hmm. because you just understand that like no one is intrinsically or inherently flawed. We're all just products of our environment and our genetics and our neurological makeup, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's benefited me by making me more compassionate, by making me more forgiving. But it's also it also hasn't benefited me because I feel more alienated from human beings. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, self awareness isn't really or self development rather isn't yeah. really that popular. Do you think that it's possible? Like do you think a type of human can exist where they're very self-aware, they're working on themselves, like they're becoming mm-hmm. actualized. Do you think that that person can exist while still being able to not alienate themselves? Yes and no. Well, I think there's two levels of alienation is, that's happening here. You're alienated by virtue of the fact that you can no longer relate to most people just because the way that you walk through the world and the way that you view the world and perceive the world and yourself is different from everyone else. Mm -hmm. But you can still choose to be around those people. It's just not going to be, it's just not going to be the same. It's like if you are on one plane of existence and everyone or most people are on another plane, you understand their world, but they will never understand yours. And that's a really alienating existence to have. Mm. And that's the paradox of self-development and like trying to become a more intelligent person mm-hmm. is that most people aren't putting in the work. Like, let's be honest, like most people aren't putting in the work to try and understand themselves in the mm-hmm. world and, and, and. So the more that you grow, the less people are on your level. That's so... that provides a perfect segue and I love segues mm, because I was going to yeah. ask you do you think that the more self-aware you become the smaller your pool of dick becomes oh, as well? well oh absolutely absolutely the dating pool <laughs> never mind the friendship pool the friendship mm-hmm. pool becomes smaller but wow the dating pool becomes exponentially smaller um and that's just because this is a bit gendered but as a man you can actually go through life without having to develop yourself at all because men are rewarded just for being men. Like that's just Mm. how the patriarchy works. (laughs) Yeah. Whereas women have to be, especially women of color and like black women, you're forced to be more aware and you're forced to develop yourself because you have no other choice. You're forced Mm. to be more empathetic because you suffer more, You, you know? And so yeah, the more you develop yourself, the smaller of pool, the smaller the pool of men that are actually compatible with you and of men that are your equal. This is just assuming we're talking about like cis hetero dating. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess. But even, I guess, in general. Yeah, even queer dating, yeah. yeah. Yeah, humans in general. Most humans will just take the path of least resistance and the path of least resistance is escapism like I'm just going to do what I'm told Mm -hmm. I'm gonna wake up every morning go to my job come back repeat not because that's what I want to do but that's but just because that's what I've been 
indoctrinated to do. Mm. And like, if most people won't think if they don't have to, is what I'm saying. That's um, <laughs> you know what I mean, making me quite sad, you know, because I kind of wanted you to secretly be like, no. It's fine. <laughs> Well, I do think it makes your close relationships even more fulfilling and even more nourishing. Because I found that for me, like over time, my friendship circle has shrunk so much. Mm-hmm. But the friends that I do have now are just like quality, like A plus friends, you know. And that's the that's the thing because I think even yeah. like it's the case for friendship. But I think if you're lucky enough to find the one fish that's swimming in that pool over there, that is yeah that relationship is going to be most likely going to be like on a different plane, like on a different level. Yeah. It's so, yeah. It's so nourishing. It's so fulfilling. Do you think you're in yeah. that position right now? Cause I can't speak. I'm just hoping, but you're in a relationship. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm really grateful that like, and I honestly, this is just pure luck. Cause I don't think I did anything actively to like attract him into my life. But yeah, I'm really grateful that I'm with someone who is really, especially like a man who is so self-aware and so sensitive to the external world and mm. so empathetic and so compassionate. It's just pure luck. Like, um, I'm so grateful. I'm just wondering, does he have any brothers? And are they... Like- <laughs> What you're describing is like, I mean, it's it's just like stuff of dreams. I haven't met that person yet. Yeah, no, he's, yeah. And I think that's, well, I, I also think it's because I've always refused to lower my standards. I think when you refuse to lower your standards, you will inevitably find the right person for you. You know what I mean? Whereas I think like a lot of, a lot of us, especially women, we really buy into this idea that like, there just aren't enough men for all of us. So a lot mm. of us just settle for whatever is thrown our way. But I've always refused to settle because settling is just a form of suicide. So I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I just, yeah, I've just like really found a good match for me. Amen. <laughs> like a good emotional and intellectual match. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that you, you, you're just in my brain and you're creating these segues. So thank you. But the, I was <laughs> going to ask you about um, your thoughts on standards and, ex- and slash versus expectations. Like, what do you think about, mm. do you think they're the same thing? Is there a difference between standards and expectations? No, I think there's a difference. I think everyone should have standards, but don't have expectations. And the difference is that standards are behaviors that you create for yourself. Like these are like your principles and values that you create for yourself and like people can meet you there. Whereas expectations are behaviors and sets of values that you want someone else to change for you. So it's just like a difference in framing. It's that Mm -hmm. I have this standard of, for example, respect, like, I have a standard of respect. Like I treat myself a certain way. And like, if you cannot meet me here, then we don't need to date. Like we can't be together, but I can't tell you how to change yourself. You can expect you to be where I am. Yeah. All I can do is set a standard for myself and, and hope that you meet me here. Mm-hmm. that I cannot tell anyone else how to behave just for me to be happy. Basically, 
standards are what you create for yourself for you to manage your own happiness whereas expectations are ways that you expect other people to make you happy if that makes sense <laughs> so i wonder though if standards yeah. are behaviors that you set for yourself and you just hope that your whatever your dick or dicks meet you there does that mean yeah. that all of your standards have to be you have to be them because what if one of my standards is i require my ass to be eaten but i'm not going to yeah. eat ass yeah and this is hypothetical like, if that's, yeah. <laughs> mom this is hypothetical it could work because i don't know i just i when it comes to standards and expectations i'm not a fan of the term expectations yeah uh, because I feel like mm, I was going to say a word that I've seen you talk about and you're like, it doesn't exist. But when it comes to free will, yeah, you don't yeah. believe that's a real thing, do you? <laughs> I don't. I don't. But it's okay. Yeah. yeah. So when it comes to having setting expectations, it's like for you to expect something from another human is kind of you tampering with, you're not tampering with the free will, but it's like, who are you to expect i don't know it just doesn't sound right yeah no i i see what you mean you know i i don't have power over you so i can't expect anything from you that is literally the fundamental of it like i don't have power over you and for me to try to exert power over you only causes me more distress and it kind of takes away control what i can exactly but what i do have control over is me saying like okay for me as i have control over myself do you i feel like right that you wouldn't agree with i don't know do we i mean i don't know (laughs) i mean metaphysically no we don't Mm -hmm. but i hear what you're saying yeah for the purpose of this conversation cool so on a purely like physical level you yes. can only control you yeah exactly so if that's the case then let me um decide like for me this is the kind of um, behavior and um relationship that i will allow for myself so i have mm. power over power over allowing you in my life right so if i right. see these things then cool if you would like to be here, let's do this. But if I don't yeah. see so you can't things, force them. You no. know what I mean? Yeah. Standards are so Let important. people choose to love you. Yeah, don't force someone to love you. Well, speaking of that, I, um, doing my homework, I came across, I think it was in the podcast, you said, a lot mm-hmm. of us don't get what we want because a lot of us don't know what we want. Facts. And, and then <laughs> you also said, you need to define what love is before you go looking for it or before you ex- expect to find it so i feel oh, like this really? is yeah so i feel like this is hitting the nail on the head about self-awareness and like knowing yourself yeah and knowing what it is that you need and want to be happy yeah no absolutely i mean for me and there's something that you define for yourself and you also like communicate what your definition of love is with your partner Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that you know that you're compatible because a lot of us learn how to love from our childhood and a lot of times what you learn from your childhood isn't actually love but it looks and smells and tastes like love Uh so you might have had like an abusive childhood or you might have had I don't know maybe it's not even that deep or it's abusive like you might have just had just a childhood where you were taught that like passive aggressiveness is how to love 
and you grow mm. up thinking that that's love. You know what I mean? Yeah. So as you grow up, you have to decide for yourself. So for me, I've decided that love is respect, it's compassion, it's an action, it's an everyday act of nurturing someone else's well-being as well as your own, you know? And that encompasses respect, honesty, compassion, vulnerability, transparency, mm. um, intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's my definition of love. And if you tell me you love me, but I don't feel loved, then that's not valid for me. So it has to be an action. You cannot just say that you feel love for me, but you're not showing love or you're not doing things that portray love. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You you say that love is to be defined by the individual, but do you think that that means then that love is subjective? Or do you think it's a universal yes no. thing? Yes and no. I think love is subjective in the ways that, how do I frame this? I was reading a book by Bell Hooks called All About Love. Mm-hmm. And in it, she was saying there's a difference between emotional investment versus actually loving someone. So I think okay. the emotional investment, which is what we often conflate with love, is subjective. So I might feel emotionally invested in you and the way that feels inside my body differs from person to person but the act of loving someone will always be an act like it will always be yeah so the feeling itself which is emotional investment Mm. that is subject to person to person but the act of loving is pretty universal and I just don't buy into the idea that the reason that we as human beings can't love each other is because like love is so subjective that it can't be no Mm. like I think we're all just as different as we are the same okay our levels of subjectivity are just as different as they are the same right 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 which is just to say that like the way that you experience emotions differ but we all fundamentally are just made up of all the same shit and we all feel the same things and we all experience the same things. Like, we're just not as different as we're, we're told that we are. It just requires communication. Like, I just, if you and I are in a relationship, I just have to tell you, these are the ways that I like to be loved. And these are the ways that I like to express love. Mm-hmm. What are the ways that you like to be loved and expressed? Like, it will just take communication, you know It's not mean? that deep as, oh, I need to be Yeah, it's not even as deep as, like, yeah, it's not even as deep as, like, oh, my God. I, like, if if we just all communicated the ways that we need to be loved, Mm -hmm. like it would just be so much like, just tell your man that your love language is words of affirmation. There's a, there's a bigger question here though. So if that's the case, then um, how does one define it for themselves? Like how do I, okay, let's say I'm like, I've been asleep. I wake up now and it's like, I I don't even Mm. know. Like I've defined love from my childhood but now I don't actually know what love means for me how do I even get there I think the first thing you do I say this for everything but like you have to empty your mind like who were you before you were conditioned to be the person that you are now how Mm -hmm. would you want to be loved like 
before you watched Hollywood movies and before you watched Disney, how would you, just on a fundamental base level, mm-hmm. who are you and how do you want to be loved? And like, how do you express love? Mm. You know, I think a lot of us also conflate romance with love. So we think that like we need all these big romantic gestures because we've seen them in Hollywood. Mm. But it's like, do you actually like big romantic gestures or did you just see big romantic gestures in Hollywood and now you equate that with love? Like it's just about unpacking. There's Mm -hmm. nothing really that you have to learn. There's just (laughs) shit to unlearn. And just empty your mind of all of your social conditioning (laughs) and really like sit with yourself and be like, who am I? And from that understanding of who you are, you'll know how you love, how you want to be loved. And all the I like that. There's not shit to learn. There's just shit to unlearn. Yeah. That's There's really like nothing new to learn in this world. Yeah. No, you already know. Like everything you need to know, you already know. Like there's, there's nothing new that you need to learn. There's just unlearning. Mm. So I don't need to be reading all these books and all these... Uh... <laughs> Oh my god, no, knowledge, no, like, reading books is cool, because, like, it's so nice to hear about other people's perspectives, Mm -hmm. but knowledge always comes from inside you, it doesn't come from, like, books, like, it's just, there's nothing that you need to know that is external to you, like, it's all, you already know it. I think that for the, uncover it. Mm, I think that for people listening, it's going to, for those people who are there, it's really going to click because I've like during this quarantine time, I've done a lot of, I've always been quite on the journey of self-awareness because it's not a destination, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've always been there. But one of the things I have recently learned is like, I don't know, I felt a bit lost. So I like bought all these books and I was like listening to all these podcasts and I was just like, but I'm not really learning anything new. I, I realized yeah, and then, like and then, there's, like, there's nothing that new to learn and then at the same time like I've always heard this this term but like it was really it just started to resonate with me which was just like believe in your source the source is there yeah like I think we really overcomplicate things like I think people are told to read self-help books and there's like girl boss conferences people who yeah. spend thousands of dollars on things that they don't need to spend shit on because if you just listen to yourself which is free (laughs) you would know like you know what I mean there's no amount of money you can pay to learn about yourself like Mm. just sit with yourself it's very true it's very true I'm gonna write a self-help book and it's just gonna be one page yeah like you should write the book book. because it's your words (laughs) (laughs) the book would be that'll literally be the book it'll be there's nothing to learn just everything to unlearn and then next line would be throw this book away now yeah like close the book and go and unlearn like that's it exactly <laughs> damn yeah so i guess we can end on this note what do you think the implications of not being self-aware or not pursuing self-awareness every day are especially in regards to finding dick Ooh, i don't think there are implications i think do you not no, no, if you don't want to be self-aware, then that's absolutely fine. Um, but then, don't you think that you can find yourself in some crappy situations? Well, I think you can find yourself in crappy situations either way. You know, like, mm-hmm. whether or not you're self-aware or not, like, the human condition is suffering. Like, you will still suffer. 
<laughs> whether or not you're self-aware. But I guess when you're self-aware, you just understand your suffering more. Um, and there's that less in the suffering. I guess on some level, but I don't think self-awareness can ever alleviate suffering. It only just helps you to understand your suffering a little bit better, you know? Mm. And maybe on some level that does alleviate your suffering, but it doesn't like ultimately alleviate your suffering. Mm. So I would say the implications of not pursuing self-awareness are that you just won't be self-aware. Like that's the. Is that, is that simple? <laughs> it's just that simple. It's hmm. just that like, either way, you'll still suffer. But I just think, I think if if anyone is asking themselves, then what's the point? Like, why bother? Yeah. I just think it makes you have to exist with yourself for the rest of your life, uh-huh. and when you understand yourself, living inside your own mind just is a more pleasant experience. It's a more interesting experience. It's just a more pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the benefit. But outside of that, it's, I think a lot of self-help books really preach that like <laughs> one day you'll be enlightened and you will end all your suffering. No, you'll never end your suffering. Mm-hmm. To be human is to suffer. Mm-hmm. But the best that you can do is to understand your suffering. That's that's all that's all the freedom you have, you know. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts? What do you think the implications of sorry in a different way? I saw it that like if you're not self-aware, then you don't know. By the definition here, it says then like to be self-aware is to understand your strengths, to understand your weaknesses, to understand your desires, to understand what motivates you. So if you don't really understand your truth and like what is best for you on this on this journey right now, then you could find yourself yeah. in situations that seem like they're for you for whatever reason. Right. Right. And then like you find yourself because you're not self-aware, you don't understand why you're unhappy or why you're unfulfilled. Oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I guess yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I guess it's just there's levels to this shit so I guess what I'm saying is like even if you literally were to become Buddha tomorrow and you were to reach full enlightenment Mm -hmm. you will still find yourself in shitty situations and you will still suffer Mm -hmm. but at the very least you will understand why only because you will never get to a point where you fully understand all of your motivations and desires and Mm. what makes you happy but the more that you develop yourself, the better understanding you have. But that understanding will never be saturated, is all I'm saying. You know? It will never be saturated. What does that mean? Like, lessened? No, it'll never be full. Like, you'll never reach 100% understanding of motivations, desires. Uh, like, yeah. You'll never reach 100% of anything. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did say this is going to be like a, a personalized drag, and I got it. <laughs> Pursue it anyway, you know, like still pursue it because I have so many questions, but no, let me respect your time. Um, <laughs> okay, so for w- closing words, what would you say for people out there finding dick or have found dick? Yeah. Um, yeah. What would you just say for them? Um, don't take it too seriously, you know what I mean? Like, dating is just dating, it's not the end all be all. Don't take it so seriously, have fun with it. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of, that's another thing, like, 
the whole point of relationships is just pleasure and growth. So like, mm. have fun and grow. Don't take it so seriously. And understand that nothing is permanent. Like if mm-hmm. something doesn't work out, that's fine. Keep it pushing. It's just life. And mm-hmm. just have fun. Like don't take anything People, I, I can I can imagine that even <sighs> just those two words, relationships are about pleasure and growth that's what you said right yeah yeah i don't i think that's gonna come i can imagine that's gonna confuse people because i just think that people yeah because what you see you you've seen human beings you've seen how they do things and for me i'm just like i feel like human beings don't understand that like relation life even just life it like like you say like fundamentally it's suffering but you can you can orchestrate or curate your life in a way where you can experience pleasure and growth. And that's what right, it really right. kind of is. I think people yeah. just really lean into the like suffering. Yeah. And only. I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm not sure what people think the purpose of relationships are, but in my opinion, the purpose of relationships are just pleasure and growth. Like everyone that comes into your life is just here to like, help you grow everyone is just a mirror Mm -hmm. help you grow and like to have fun Mm -hmm. you know like lean into pleasure eat good food get your titty sucked like get your ass ate from the back (laughs) and learn more about yourself like what else there's literally nothing else to do in this life like that's all you have everyone again press press that rewind the 15 seconds back (laughs) listen to that (laughs) Honestly, but don't you think, I think like, I think the reason we suffer is because we take things seriously that aren't made to be serious. Like they're just actually just made for fun. But aren't we supposed to suffer by your definition? So I guess maybe that's what... We suffer as a byproduct of being flawed humans. But that's not like the purpose of our existence, at least in my opinion. I don't believe the purpose of existence is suffering. I think Mm -hmm. suffering is a byproduct of the human condition. Mm -hmm. But another byproduct of the human condition is growth and pleasure and, Mm. you know, emotional fulfillment. Yeah. Essentially what you're saying, correct me if I'm wrong, is that suffering is inevitable, is there. But if you want or if if you try, you can lean into, like just understanding it is great. But you can yeah. also have the power. I don't know. I thought yeah, that, no, I like... you have the power. <laughs> you have the power to be able to put things in your life, do things in your life, to experience pleasure, like and growth, yeah. and to just make the most of this time in our what is it you call skin bodies, skin flesh in our flesh prison. Flesh. Yeah. <laughs> I just think like all of existence is just the undulation between pleasure and suffering and then pleasure and suffering like that's all you're just you're gonna have bad times and you'll have good times and you'll have bad times and you have good times so just enjoy all of that because all of it is temporary mm-hmm. and like don't take any of it seriously like it's just here to pass so in short Flip yes it. sorry r.i.p your cat died but the next day you can get your ass ate from the back and it's all good <laughs> listen (laughs) you know what I mean like yes your man cheated on you but you will also recover from the heartbreak and then you will find another man who will eat you from the back and then he'll break your heart too 
and then you'll recover and find someone else and have a great time mm-hmm. and that person will like break your heart too and then you'll find someone else have a great time and then you die <laughs> <laughs> we need to stop here because you'll like now i have other questions because it's no i'm not even going to say it now because no the time let me respect your time but no this this has been fun this, this has, has been, been amazing I've enjoyed spiraling yes <laughs> tell the people where they can find you on the internet um if you'd like to spiral with me i'm on instagram my name is bobo.machila m-a-t-j-i-l-a mm-hmm. i'm also on youtube but i don't really post on youtube that much i'm a um, subscriber long time subscriber just saying wow i love it thank you <laughs> Uh, you can also find me on Twitter as Bobo Medila. You can also find me on the podcast at Bobo and Flex. The podcast is on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. everywhere that you listen to podcasts. We're there. Hey, I'll put it all in the description box. I'm pointing down like a YouTuber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bobo, this Thank has you for been this a fun conversation. Thank you for being here, everyone. Go and follow. But I will say this. The Insta stories are not for the faint-hearted. I'm just, I'm just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to be dragged and you, you've got the armor, go and follow. I love Thank it. You. Thank you. Okay, so we have come to the end of the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. These are the kinds of conversations that I started the podcast for. Because for me, finding dick is not just about dick with a K. It's not even just about dick with a H. It's about knowing yourself. I talk about this all the time. (laughs) Sorry. talk about this all the time. So having Bobo on this episode and having this particular conversation made so much sense. Also, side note, I think I'm going to make a bonus episode with all of the extra gems that I had to take out because the world needs all the gems that Bobo dropped. I can't, I just can't be the person that keeps keeps them away from you so I'm going to probably work on that but yes I really hope that this um, episode resonated with you if it didn't then that's fine no pressure but um for those who did let me know um let's connect send me an email drop me a dm furthermore next week guys is going to be an uncut episode where I'm going to give you way more details on my virtual escapades so far so yeah hold tight for that in the meantime let's connect on the internets Add us on Instagram at FindingDick. Add my personal Instagram at Daisy Chaku. And if you're feeling a bit extra, at Transmission Roundhouse at Transmission underscore RH. Yeah, so once again, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, and of course, may your quest to find Dick be ever in your favour.